you know, pre-social media, you wouldn't be expecting validation from mm-hmm. hundreds of people because it's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. It's just you wouldn't be in a scenario where you're taking a photo and you're expecting thousands of people to see it and react to it or hundreds of people mm-hmm. to see it and react to it. Um, but now that is the expectation because of social media. So it's to me, which is, is is quite sad. Well, and that's not even to mention the distraction that it causes, because if you are a person in that room who's trying to have a conversation, who's trying to get someone else's attention or, you know, just to even like be there in the experience and for one or more people to be so focused on posting this thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it kind of like negates everyone in the room almost yeah. uh, too. And I, I try and be really super conscious of that. Three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Nicole! Kate! (laughs) Today's topic is all about social media. Dun dun. Oh, social media. Mm. Oh, it's a biggie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it a couple of times, you know, we here have. and there. We have. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about how social media has changed us, maybe here and there. How much is too much transparency? Mm-hmm, that's a thing. And the balance between sharing and TMI. Too much information. Uh-huh. But before that, we're excited to introduce a new pre-chat section to our episodes. I love our pre-chat. Yeah. <laughs> this is just going to be a quick share about something that we are living, loving, or learning right now. So, Nicole, what do you have for us this episode? Oh, look, you got me into this one. I finally signed up for an Apple TV Plus subscription. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Added another streaming service to to the already (laughs) big list of streaming services. I'm with you. It's funny because, yeah, right. We don't actually watch a lot of TV, but um, you got me into this because we were talking about uh, We Crashed. And I oh, listened. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I had listened to the podcast, consumed that in, you know, record time. And you'd mentioned that the show was on Apple TV. But I haven't actually watched that because Omar doesn't want to watch it. Why? He doesn't like the whole story. He got, he was getting really annoyed with me when I was binging on the podcast and I would tell him about the story. And he was like, really? I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, it just gives entrepreneurs a bad name. And this is an outlier experience. It's not common. And I was like, okay, okay. But it's like fascinating. And he was getting yes. really annoyed with me. So, okay. Okay. Well, so you're going to have to find your alone time to watch this. Yeah. I mean, how do you, just before I, I tell you what I, what we did watch together, um, how do you and John handle 
when you don't want to see the same show. I would imagine like us, it's not like you spend hours watching, you know, TV. Right. Yeah. I mean, we do do a fair amount of TV time in the evenings because it's just like our shutdown period. Mm -hmm. Like we've had dinner, we've talked about, we've gone on walks and like done all this great stuff. And then um, we usually have like a fun show that we'll watch together. If we have shows that we don't want to watch together, then I usually binge shows like when I'm traveling. Oh. And yeah, same with John. He just binge. We just binge when we when we travel. Like we'll download it for the plane ride. And yeah. Yeah. Because it it doesn't happen often, but it's kind of happened recently too with um, the Ozarks. They released Mm. the second part. And it just got so dark that I was like, you know what? I'm not into this show anymore. I don't want to see the rest Done. of it. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well, I'll have to watch it on my own. I was like, yeah, you do that. So <laughs> I, have, I have to find my alone time for We Crashed and he can finish the Ozarks. But what I did, what we did watch was uh, Severance. Have you heard about oh, that show? No. Well, it's a really different show. It's directed by Ben Stiller. But the premise of the show is that People have willingly surgically divided their memories between work and life. So when they go to work, they are one person. And when they leave work, they're another person and they don't have the memories of the other person. Oh, interesting. They're the same. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it is so good. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to add that to my list then. I thought you were going to say the morning show. Have you watched oh, The Morning Show? I saw that it's there and that is next on the list. Is it good? Okay. It is very good. There are definitely some dark spots, uh-huh. um, but the cast is just great. You know, I love Steve Carell. I love Jennifer Aniston. Um, Reese Witherspoon's really good. Yeah, it's got the, the cast is great. Okay, that's up next. Yeah. All right, awesome. Okay. That's Ooh. what I'm loving right now. What about you? Okay, so I am loving my Keurig coffee maker. <laughs> and I know that that seems, I don't know what it seems like. Maybe it's very, a, it's a very Kate. Kate talking about <laughs> coffee. It's, it's not so strange. Tell us more so about your Keurig. I do love coffee so much. And I feel like we did talk about this on a previous episode about how I wanted to splurge on this very. Oh, yes. Expensive. Uh, Yes, I was going to try and find a different word for it, but that's what it was. (laughs) And so I went on this hunt for a new coffee maker that I wanted to find a coffee maker that would do an individual cup of coffee, but that would also make a pot of coffee. That was kind of my goal. Uh And if it was drip into the if it was like if it would do like pour over coffee, basically Mm -hmm. in the main maker, then that was like a super plus. I ordered I think four different coffee makers. And <laughs> thankfully I held on to my Keurig because after trying all of them, I just realized how much I love my Keurig and I sent all the other ones back. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. So it goes to show you that it doesn't have to be a super pricey coffee maker to win in the end. Okay. But wait, did you end up one of those four that you purchased? Was it the expensive one that you'd seen at your friend's house? No. (laughs) (laughs) So you still haven't tried that one? I still haven't tried that one. But you know what I did learn is I ordered one that was 
quasi similar to it in the respect that it had like a little espresso thing yeah. uh, and then it had a separate coffee maker and you could do lattes, you could do cappuccinos, you could do like all the things. And I realized that I just don't want to work that hard to make a cup of coffee. I'm with you. I'm equally obsessed with coffee. I love my Italian coffee. And when we stay with our friends up north, they have one of those fancy barista style espresso makers mm-hmm. that had the whole thing like in a cafe and yeah. I got so excited when I saw that I'm like yes I'm gonna make barista style coffee it took a long time and the amount of coffee you get is not very much and I'm like okay I need like six of these yeah. <laughs> and I'm going through a lot of coffee here a lot of ground beans so yeah I'm with you yeah I, I, I was apparently just had a totally different vision in my mind. Maybe I've watched too much Friends where, you know, they're just glugging like 24 ounce coffees <laughs> at the cafe all day. <laughs> hey, friends, it's Kate. I wanted to break in real quick. I'm recording this way after the fact of Nicole and I recording this episode. But here's the thing. I listened back while editing this episode and I immediately hopped on WhatsApp and sent Nicole a message and said, I think that we have left out such a massive part of social media. During this episode, our conversation really focused on a lot of the cons of social media. Of course, Nicole and I realized that there are also a lot of pros to social media. So what we're going to do is we're going to publish this episode exactly as we recorded it as is, and we're going to be adding a future episode all about the pros of social media. So today you'll be hearing us discuss and ask a lot of questions around how social media has changed us for the worse, but don't you worry, we're going to be recording a future episode that we'll publish in just a few weeks all about how social media has changed us for the better. So definitely look out for that. All right, without further ado, let's dive in. Nicole, you ready for this? I am ready. I am ready because this weekend my brother said something quite shocking. We were out for lunch and we were talking about social media and he said something that Omar and I just went, what? Are you serious? Mm, Tell me more. So he, we were talking about going on vacation, going on a holiday and posting pictures, posting about your trip. And we were kind of asking him like, so do you feel the need to post when you're on, on a vacation? And he said something like, if you don't post, then it's almost like the vacation didn't happen. Ooh. We were like, what? Because we were asking, okay, do you have anxiety then if you don't post? Like, do you have more anxiety about not posting versus posting? And he's like, yeah, I have more anxiety about not posting mm. because it's so fundamental to the actual experience of the trip to actually share it, which blew my mind. So I want to discuss this with you. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. This is such a great topic because I think that some of this happens internally and mentally and we don't even ever like acknowledge or realize that it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've actually stopped myself when I'm out and about doing something or on a vacation and because I have like this moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I'm just like enjoying this moment. It's so special. And then I think I got to post this. And then I like stop and I'm like, wait a second, I do not have to post this. (laughs) Better yet, don't post it and just like be in this moment and enjoy it. 
but it almost happens subconsciously now that you have like these little, you know, internet social media things in your mind of like, you should post this. <laughs> so that person that Kate that's saying you should post this, what do you think the reason is? What's driving that reason to post it? Oh, this is such a good question. And I've asked myself this before of like, why? Because sometimes I post, uh, I think about posting something and, and then I do, I literally ask myself, why, why do I want to post this? And I don't know if it's a great question. I think sometimes it's for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like I want to share it with people because I think it's incredible and it's beautiful and I, I want other people to see it too. Which is valid, you know, when you're, when you're yeah. having like a, a great experience, part of the experience is sharing it with mm -hmm. others, right? In person, mm -hmm. um, if you are seeing a beautiful sunset or you're at a great, I don't know, museum or gallery and you're enjoying mm -hmm. all this incredible artwork, the joy also comes from someone being there, a friend, a partner, whatever, sure. family member, and you're actually able to have the experience together. So I can see that, that sharing of the experience has its own value and its own right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot, uh, I think sometimes it's that, you know, I'll be doing something and my mom will say like, send pictures, like mm -hmm. we want to know what's going on. And, you know, so to keep like family and friends up to date, if you're like out on an adventure or doing something new or different, that has certainly been the driver at times for me. What about you? Well, that's a good one because I would say that having kind of straddled both worlds of, you know, growing up teenagers, early twenties where social media didn't exist. I look, I think back on the habits that I had. So if I did go on vacation, would I take photos? And the answer is yes. I was always someone who took a ton of photos. I'd come back from, this is pre-digital cameras as well. I had mm -hmm. a, a DSLR, an SLR, cam whatever it was before when you had film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> roll of, God, I can't even remember what they were called. So I'd come back with rolls and rolls of film, obviously depending on how long the, the, the trip was. Um, and I'd go and get them developed. It, it was so exciting for me to get those photos printed yeah. and then to bring them home and have my friends come over, have anyone who would be willing to sit down and go through <laughs> a huge number of photos. I would do that. So for me, it was something that I did pre-internet social media. And then when Facebook came into this onto the scene, um, I was living overseas and I literally saw it as a way to share what I was doing and to keep mm -hmm. that, keep my family, friends updated. But I think that sounds a bit naive now because I think social media has kind of morphed our behavior into, are we really just sharing or is there something else that's going on? Like, yep. I've thought that too. Like there, what is the, what else is there? Do you know? Cause if my brother's saying <laughs> like, know. <laughs> it didn't, it, the, the trip didn't happen. Like what's behind that? Like how yeah. is, how does social media validate the actual real life experience? That to me is, it's a shift that I didn't think we'd make, but I think it's one of the, the changes in the way we think or see our experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that does kind of 
show that in there, and I think there are many other ways too, that social media has kind of changed us. I think that now there's a, you know, a new publicity, I guess, uh, or, you know, view of your life that is kind of living out there. And, you know, when I think back to like, uh, cause like you, I didn't grow up with social media. I mean, I don't think I got my, I, I didn't sign up for Facebook until like I was into maybe even graduated from college. And even back then when it was all kind of first starting, it was, I didn't really think I didn't really post something and then think, oh, this is going to like live on the internet forever. You know, it was just kind of like posting stuff and putting it out there. And then like, I don't know, forget about it or what I had a whole, like maybe 15 friends and like not really many of my family members were on social media at the time. Cause I feel like that was, you know, when it was very first getting started, not a lot of people were on it. I mean, now of course today, like almost everybody has either a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter or something. Um, but back then it was kind of like you post something and then like you just continue on with your day. It wasn't like a big thing. Well, yeah. and I think, I think too, social media kind of takes on a different meaning as a business owner too. Mm -hmm. I think that social media is a lot more, you know, prevalent in my life because of business. Certainly, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of tend to sometimes wonder if we weren't running a business and we weren't, you know, considered, I'm not trying to like say that I'm super important, but you're famous, Kate, <laughs> say it. you're famous. <laughs> but I wonder like how into social media I would be if we didn't have the business. I don't really know the answer to that question, but yeah, oh, I mean, I, I know I do the answer. Think I know, I know one answer to that question being that it is definitely strange for people who aren't in our space, in our world to see some of the things that get shared. Um, really? Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, again, this comes from through my brother who was chatting to a friend <laughs> who listens to our podcast and mentioned, you know, she enjoys the podcast, listens in, but asked him, do you think it's strange or are you comfortable with Nicole sharing certain things about family, about you talking about kind of personal stuff? Mm. And my brother was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, she's not saying anything. Yeah, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. The perspective there was that it was a bit TMI, or the transparency oh. of, you know, the things we talk about in a public space can seem really unusual or strange to people that don't do this regularly. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I think the flip side of that is like some things that I see posted on social media from people who aren't super familiar with social media. I just want to be like, oh my gosh, do you realize that other people can see that? <laughs> like that was very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, and do you think it's like they're not uh, aware of what they've done or they are aware and they don't understand the the scale. I just don't which think they <laughs> understand the scale. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> they do seem very aware of like what they're doing. I just don't know if they understand the scale and reach of that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, everyone has like a different perspective on it and everyone has different and varying levels of what they're comfortable sharing, levels of transparency. Um, Even, you know, we have mentioned TMI, too much information. I mean, for one person that might be, you know, sharing something that to someone else is like, why wouldn't you share that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So going back to the whole vacation thing and like that psychological, like, have you, I know there, have you watched The Social Dilemma? Yes. Yes. Okay. So like along those lines, I mean, well, The Social Dilemma focused a lot on how social media kind of like infiltrates our mind in the respect of like decisions that we make and the, uh, I guess sort of dependency that we have on, you know, going back for more for lack of a better, um, description, but like, what is, uh, you kind of mentioned like the validation of it, how much of posting do you feel is rooted in people maybe getting some type of acknowledgement for it or I don't know. I don't know what the right way to say that is. Well, it was, I, I'm trying to remember because the social dilemma, I watched it a while ago. They were talking about the dopamine hit, right? That every time mm-hmm. you post and you get an acknowledgement or a reaction, it sends a signal to the brain, right? Yeah. Something notifica- like, that. like the notifications and mm-hmm. um, well, and they, you know, they talked a lot about like the ad advertising side of things too, of like, being able to push certain things mm-hmm. to certain people based on behaviors mm-hmm. and yeah. 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 There was that whole side of it. You are the product because your attention is essentially the product that they can sell to, to companies. Um, but on that kind of, um, behavior change that I think the social dilemma alerted us to was that, yeah, this dependency or this, you know, response to these notifications really does change the way you behave because it's it's like it controls you versus you're in control of picking up your Mm. phone checking those Mm -hmm. notifications but on the note of validation the very first experience was when I was back in New York and I was taking on these freelancing gigs and one of the gigs that I took up was it was like a makeup school and I had to go in and shoot these uh, women who were applying makeup and they were promoting like this makeup school. And they were really young, like I'd say early 20s, if not like 18, 19, 20, around, around that mm. age group. They'd brought their makeup and they'd all set, you know, set everything up. And I was just supposed to kind of shoot different scenes where one girl was applying makeup on another girl and they would talk them through it. And it would be like an, a little commercial for their, for their makeup mm-hmm. school. Where am I going with this? So this was back in 2013 when I was filming some of the, some of the girls, the other girls were just having a lot of fun. They had their phones, they were taking selfies, they were giggling, they were having a great time, right? And one of the girls had taken a photo and she'd posted it on Facebook. And at one point she looked really upset, really distressed. And she said, why is everybody hating on it? And then what we realized was that no one had liked the photo. No one had commented. Mm. No one had reacted to it. Literally in the, in the space of a few minutes that she had posted it. And her default was, why is everybody hating on it? Hating on it was mm. just because no one had reacted no one to had, it yet. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, whoa, what does that say? Like for her, it was, it was hate. Yeah, the hit, uh-huh. the hit to like confidence, the hit to like acknowledgement, oh, validation, yeah. mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. And, and there was a, a, quite a piece on that in Social Dilemma as well of like how people are judging themselves based on these, frankly, m- meaningless interactions or lack of interactions. I mean, and, and that all goes back to the algorithm too, right? Because I've heard so much about based on when you posted and, uh, and all these other, you know, there's so many variables into like, maybe nobody even saw that post because of the time that it was or whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize how significant, you know, psychologically mm-hmm. that kind of a comment or that attitude. And I think that's where you know, we're talking about like, has it changed our behavior, you know, pre-social media, you wouldn't be expecting validation from mm-hmm. hundreds of people. Cause it's just not possible. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you wouldn't be in a scenario where you're taking a photo and you're expecting thousands of people to see it and react to it or hundreds of people mm-hmm. to see it and react to it. Um, but now that is the expectation because of social media. So it's, which is to me, which is, is is quite sad. Well, and that's not even to mention the distraction that it causes, because if you are a person in that room who's trying to have a conversation, who's trying to get someone else's attention or, you know, just to even like be there in the experience and for one or more people to be so focused on posting this thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it kind of like negates everyone in the room almost yeah. uh, too. And I, I try and be really super conscious of that um, because I have caught myself at times before being like, I'm sitting in a room with all the people that uh, like I want to be spending time with and I'm on my phone posting something on Instagram. Like what's <laughs> wrong with this picture? <laughs> Stop it. Um, and, and I think that that is important to remind ourselves of like, what role do we want this to play in our lives and what, how is it affecting us and the people around us too? Yeah, because I think there's a lot of assumptions too that are made in those settings. Like if one person, just say you or I, we're we're more comfortable with posting or sharing or it's something that we just do. Um, We don't have to go into why for now, but you're in that setting with a group of people and you might not necessarily know how everybody feels about a photo being Mm -hmm. shared. Um, And that can be a little bit awkward. I know I've been in, in those situations like, are you going to put that? I have to do that with mom actually, because she's one of those people that, okay, she uses Facebook. She knows about Facebook, but sometimes she doesn't understand that, you know, she, she presses something that gets, you know, prompted to put share to story, share to the, and she yeah. presses things. And so she might send me a selfie of like, look at, this is what I'm wearing today. And all of a sudden it's a story on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get a screenshot from my brother, a message saying, why did mom put this on Facebook today? To share? I'm like, <laughs> she must've got some prompt Aww. or just, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> or like starting a live video when you didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's lots of things that can, that can happen. And, and uh, sometimes knowingly, which again, goes back to the like, okay, come on. (laughs) 
But when, when it's not, when you're not doing it on purpose or when you just simply don't even understand what's happening, that's a problem. Like, I feel like that's quite a, yeah, I don't know. Where do you draw the line? Like, does the platform need more stops in place or do people need to have a better understanding of what they're signing up for? Mm. Like whose responsibility is that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> All these questions that we don't know the answer know. to, but that, that's why, that's why we have the conversations, right? Yeah. And I think like going back to like behavior change, have you, I've, I know I've had this experience where I know people both from a in-person friendship. I know them in real life. And then I also know their online social kind of presence and personas and I have people that I know that those two personas are very different Mm. and and the first time I kind of had that experience of um, meeting someone that I knew online first they've got a lot of great content great camera presence great videos just a really great online presence this boisterous kind of personality and then meeting them in person they were completely different yeah and 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 for the and I think maybe because you know generationally or having again had that experience being in two camps pre-social pre-internet all of that I kind of find that really hard to square whereas I think younger maybe a younger uh, someone who's grown up you know with social baby of the internet all of that might not need to be this well they might be okay with a separation of a person shows online versus how they are in real life. Like meaning that uh, if you've grown up with social media, that it wouldn't be strange to you that someone's different in person than they are online. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. But I don't know. Like I'm just saying that out loud. This is something that I that I think about because I'm not sure because I have this perception that it's strange if the two are different. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's strange as well. Um, yeah, and I kind of understand too that yeah, I think this is probably common of artists, actors, performers, where they can be very introverted in real life, but they have a persona that really is very different when it's public facing, when it's in front of mm. thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. So I kind of get that, but I think I'm trying to square it to, yeah, just kind of everyday people or, you know, yeah, people that have, you know, a following, have an audience, um, I just sometimes find it hard to understand that they can be super, super comfortable on camera, sharing, really funny, and yet can have, can really struggle in person to whether they are like a bit more introverted or maybe they, they don't want to kind of be more social in person. They're much more comfortable being social online. I, I struggle with that. I don't, I don't understand it. Well, I think a big part of it is probably, and, and I'm just like, I'm just talking out loud because this is kind of what comes to mind for me is that, um, you know, you almost have like this barrier between you and everyone else when you're mm. on video or when you're on the microphone. Um, it's almost like a protection or a shield, right? But when you're face to face with someone, you don't have that. Mm. So I wonder um, how much of it 
you know, has something to do with that, where it's a little bit more safe. If you're just like in a room by yourself, you are able to express yourself in ways that maybe you can't yet do in front of people like face to face. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. I need, I find it hard to understand, but that's the whole point, I guess, of having these conversations too. Like I, yeah, yeah. It's just the way it is. I mean, I definitely think to like the extent that somebody is, you know, a completely different personality is like, I thought you were kind of going at it from the perspective of I've known or gotten to know people online and then met them in person and been very disappointed. Like, wait a second. That's not who I thought that you were. (laughs) (laughs) You're like this awesome person online and you create all these amazing things. And then like I meet you in person and, you know, I'm kind of getting like brushed off to the side. Um, (laughs) You know, of course, we all have our days and I know that it's not always probably super fun to have like a million people trying to talk at you every second. But um, there have certainly been scenarios where I've had that experience. but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that communication habits and um, even to the extent that I, I also think social media and cell phones in general, to be honest, have really changed a lot of our communication habits in terms of what, when are we willing to pick up the phone and actually make a call versus like, uh, let me just send that text message. <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, if I think back to how easy it was to just call someone you know and mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even think twice like because that's the only way you're going to be able to get in touch with them right away you would call them and you'd have these long conversations and now it's it it, it almost feels awkward you know mm-hmm. it, you're communicating so much more via text or it's surprising so I've got a friend who's in her late 20s and and I love it because she doesn't behave in that typical way because I've received phone calls. She'll actually just call me. It's like, Hey, it's been a while since we've chatted. And I'm like, so awesome that you actually called me, <laughs> that you didn't even preempt this with a text message and say, and, you know, find out how I'm doing, or if this is a good time, you just called yeah. and hoped for the best. And I picked up and then we had an awesome conversation. And I just feel like that has gotten less and less. Yeah. Even like leaving voice messages. So I love leaving voice messages on WhatsApp. You and I do it all the time, right? Yeah. Yep. And I did that recently with my brothers. Like, I'm not into the voice message. Just text me. You know, I'm not going to listen to a message. <laughs> he didn't say I'm not going to listen to a message. Like, but he's like, I don't like the voice messages. I'm like, okay, <laughs> noted. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't know about you, but there'll be some friends that I feel way more comfortable with recording a message and I do it more mm. and more often, but most others, it would just be a text. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder for, you know, how many people, this kind of goes back to like the whole introvert versus extrovert um, and, you know, varying personalities and, and comfortableness just in conversation in general, I wonder how much social media and like cell phones have stunted our ability to learn good conversational skills. And like how much of that is that people don't want to pick up the phone just because they literally have never lived in a world where you did that. You know, that kind of goes back to us saying that we did grow up in a world where 
picking up the phone was the way that you were going to get a hold of somebody. But for someone who has just always known that they, to think that you wouldn't even have that skill to be able to know what to say in a phone conversation, like that's kind of crazy to think. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've got a business idea. I can see us in like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, our business will be just teaching social etiquette skills of the old. (laughs) Reminding people (laughs) what it's like to sit at a table and have conversation or pick up the phone. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I am definitely in on this future social etiquette business. So you and I will have many more convos around that. (laughs) I love it. But as we close out today's chat on social media, friends, we hope you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time, 